Hello and welcome to another episode of the Warrior Artist Podcast, a resource to help inspire you with creative journeys from other artists and tips and practical advice. My name is Aideen Glynn, and today I want to talk to you about open calls and rejection. So the way I look at it, there are two sides to being an artist. There is a side of you that's trying to create work, that's trying to get into the studio, to make time to get into the studio, who's investing in materials, uh, who's investing in learning. Maybe you're in art college, maybe you're going to workshops, maybe you're just putting the time in the studio, trying to get as good as you can. You're exploring, you're finding your voice and you're creating work. That's one side of being the artist. The other side is you have to try and get your work out into the world. Now, there's two. There's a few ways of doing that. You can use Instagram as a way of, of uh, sharing your work. You can have a website to show your work or you can sell your work. That's great. And you can generate your own exhibiting possibilities, like maybe community spaces, like cafes, restaurants, asking someone, can they, you hang their work somewhere where it can be seen by somebody who may like to buy it or to see your work. So these are always getting out into the world. And then obviously there are galleries. Now, uh, a very small number of artists have gallery representation. And in the past, this is the only way of getting into galleries. Now there are something called open calls. And open calls um, are they're like a level playing field. They're an opportunity for anybody to enter. And usually the criteria is anybody can enter as long as you pay the, the fee. And I view them as an opportunity. And I'm very grateful they're there because I can enter along with anybody else. Now, the thing with open calls, um, and I think the analogy of the way I would look at them, um, for anybody who's not in the art world who's listening, it's a bit like those movies where you see actors going for endlessly for auditions and never getting a part. It's a bit like that. You're sending your painting or your paintings into various uh, open calls, and the chances of getting in are unfortunately rather slim because there's way more people entering than there are places. And then that means when you enter, there's a very, very high chance of getting a no, and that's hard. And how it's about how you handle that. So the very first time I entered an open call back in, I think it was 2019, early 2019, I got a yes. And that gave me an incredible boost to my confidence as an artist because I was very shy and very unsure about the whole thing. Now, I realize now that that is highly unusual and there's way more no's than yeses. But at the time, that kept me going for a long time. I think after that, I had about seven months of solid no's before I got another yes. But that first yes really kept me going for so long. So people often ask me, how do you find open calls? They're advertised on low, online. If you just type in open call, artist, open calls, um, open submissions, submissions for artists, anything like that, you'll find them. Um, if you're in Ireland, if you're a member of Visual Artist Ireland, Visual Artist Ireland, VAI, um, they have a website and they list open calls. Um, they list Irish ones, um, applications, residencies, and international ones as well. There, you can also find them on Instagram. You can follow hashtags for like open call, and then you will see those posts. Or if you follow galleries online or on Instagram, you will see it if they do it. You can also join the mailing list of galleries in your area. And if they have an open call, um, you'll find out about it. So 
what I do then is there's lots of them around there and it's kind of hard to keep track of them. So what I do, and this is very, very nerdy, but this is my system. I have a spreadsheet, really boring. I have an Excel spreadsheet. And if I find an open call, if I find it in Instagram, I'll take a screenshot so I won't forget it or I might um, save it, that it'll save symbol on the bottom right-hand corner. But often then I, I forget to document it. If I come across it through an email um, if I or online, I try, if it's something I think I'm interested in, to put it into the spreadsheet. And uh, what I do, it's very, very simple. I just put them in by their date, by their calendar date as they come up. So if I find one that's in March, I will drop down and put it into the March um, areas. I just keep a list of them like that by date. And that means that uh, once a week or so, I could just check on that website, on my spreadsheet, sorry, and see, is there any, are there any submission dates coming up this week? And generally, I'm really bad. I just tend to enter on the last possible moment because I'm not sure what I'm going to enter. Um, and I want to enter the best work I have at the time. So it's usually like the day before or the last minute on the day that I enter. And now some of them, the submissions take longer. So you need to give yourself more time. So on that spreadsheet, I track the, the calendar date when it's due. Sometimes they have a time. They um, Most of them, it's midnight on that date, but they, sometimes they specify 5 p.m. And I will note that down because it's usually it's generally nighttime by the time I get around to it at the end of a day's work. And it's really annoying to find you just missed a submission that was at five o'clock. And then I might no, make notes um, as to how many paintings I can enter three, five, they they all have different criteria and they tell you what they want. And if they have a submission online, a form, I might, if I was very organized, copy and paste the URL to that submission form into my spreadsheet. But I don't always do that. And I can always Google to find it. But the main thing is the date. When is the deadline to enter? Now, at the beginning, when I started off, I was a bit on discriminating, I entered a lot of open calls and there's a huge variety of them out there. So I've learned to be more discerning because it's quite time consuming. And also you have to pay to enter most of these. And when you get into them, some of them are great and they really bring up the caliber of your, your CV. And some of them are, they're not as great and they maybe wouldn't be as recognized and they may not look so good on your CV. So I've learned to be discerning as to what I enter. Uh, I'm based in Ireland and generally everything in Ireland is worth entering. It means that if I am lucky enough to get accepted, I can post or deliver the painting myself. So there isn't the same cost of delivery and I can go to the opening. I've entered some in London and um, that's in the UK, I think, and a few online international, but nothing beyond that because the cost of shipping and you know just haven't gone that far really so but the things that are online some pretty during lockdown there were some online submissions that was great that meant uh, again online ones it was just a virtual exhibition but there was no cost of shipping the painting so if you got accepted it was great you could put it on your cv okay there was no opportunity to go to the opening but it was still an exhibition so i tracked them and then this is very nerdy, but I'm a visual person. So I like to color code my spreadsheet. <laughs> so what I do, like I list them all in. So they're, the standard font is black. And then what I do, is, because I don't enter everything I list, I might go along and think, oh, I'm not bothered entering that. I don't have the time. But if it's, uh, and then what I do is when I enter something, I put it in amber, in orange, 
to show that I've entered it. And I will also write down the paintings that I submitted. And this is quite important because sometimes you might find out very quickly if you've been accepted or not, like maybe the following week. But oftentimes it's actually months before you, you find out if you've been accepted. And that means that you really shouldn't be entering that painting into anything else. So you've got to, that painting is basically off limits until you hear yay or nay from that submission. It also means it shouldn't be for sale. Uh, you can't have a for sale on your website or on exhibition anywhere else. So I put it in amber to say I've submitted it. I note what paintings I entered, and then I might note something else. Um, if I if I've um, if they have on their website or their submission entries, they may have down the date you'll be notified. I'll put that date down if they have it. Now, sometimes you get an email or confirmation that you haven't been accepted, often you don't actually. You just um, realize, oh, that date has passed. Uh, I never heard back. And then you actually might see information about the exhibition. <laughs> and you were never notified that you weren't in. And that meant they got so many submissions that you just didn't have the time or the resources to reply to everybody individually. But it means that those paintings are freed up to go somewhere else. So I color code it and then when I, if I hear yes or no, or if, or if I figure out if it's a no, then I change that color to, you've guessed it, green for a yes and red for a no. And I think by doing these things, it helps depersonalize the process for me. And it helps uh, take the sting out of the rejection. It just helps me, like I'm just tracking it. And I don't know, it helps me process it. And I, and I can see then over time that there are, some greens coming in there there are some yeses and I can just see oh yeah no they're even though you get a no and you got to move on and it's hard at the time but I'll see over time yes there are some yeses and there are more of them hopefully as I work as I work on my work that important side creating the work and it's getting stronger that more should be getting in um so yeah so that's what I do and then I also have another spreadsheet where I write I just keep track of a load of things um like it could be I don't know goals I set for myself and things that are happening and I call it this is so embarrassing what do I call it my art success spreadsheet or something like that <laughs> and the submission deadlines is a little page on that spreadsheet so on the the main overarching spreadsheet where I track a whole load of things I will write down that on on I just track stuff that happens over a month and I will write down like for example um if I got some sales that month, I would write that down. If I was in an exhibition, I would write down one exhibition or two exhibitions. I'll write down um, how many open calls I enter. So maybe if I enter five in a month, that's great. And then beside that, I will track how many no's and how many yeses. So maybe I've got one no and one yes. And then I know at a glance that there's three I still haven't heard back from. And, you know, months later, I can go back and just check, oh, presumably they're all no, you just weren't told. And just it means I can release the, that work. So that's what I do. Um, and I think the thing with entering these open calls and tracking it is that you realize that you're you're part of the art game. You're going for these open calls. You're taking a chance, you're putting your work out into the world and you're being brave. You're being a warrior. You're risking that no. And you cannot get a yes without risking a no. And I truly, truly believe that. You cannot get a yes without risking a no. So you have to put your work out there and you have to 
almost expect, like one artist I interviewed recently said she expects every open call will be a no. And then she just moves on. And if she gets a yes, it's a happy surprise. And when you get a yes, after lots of no's, it is all the sweeter. It really, really is. It really, it's just amazing. And you really feel you've deserved it after all those no's you've gone through. And artists way more experienced than me. Like I'm an emerging artist, but I've interviewed artists who are much further on their career and they're still getting rejections. And sometimes they don't get replies to their proposals or submissions either. So this is normal. This is the way the art world works. And by participating in it in these open calls, you're part of the game. You're entering into the process. It means you are an artist and it's just part of the job. So I would say, keep going, keep entering open calls, especially local ones, because they are, if you get in, it's easier. When you get a yes, then when you get that yes, that sweet, sweet yes, it means there's an exhibition opportunity. And that means you can go to an opening night. You might meet other artists, but for me, certainly, because when I started off, I didn't know any artists. And I will, I'm going to do um, an episode specifically about my strategy for opening nights because I'm such a shy, introverted person. This is what I do. Um, and I, this is my my tricks. I will go talk about that. But it means if that yes means you're in an exhibition. You can go to an opening night. You can meet other artists. Maybe you meet the curator. And it's validation. And it feels amazing. And you can put it on your CV because if you're an emerging artist, you're trying to build your CV, which means when you're sending in proposals or you're going for more open calls in the future and they ask for your CV, your CV is getting stronger and stronger each time. Now, when you get that no, you've got to also view the positives in that no. It means that your work has been seen by a curator or by the whoever's on the jury. So they've seen your work and you never know in that strange way your work is also out in the world your name might be recognized. They just might they may forget about you, but you never know. Somebody may see that and think, oh, that was interesting and not for this, maybe for something else. It doesn't mean your work is no good. You just got to realize there's a greater quantity of entries uh, to the successful entrance. So it's like a funnel and there's like hundreds, maybe even thousands at the top and then a very small number that are actually are exhibited. So the chances are, are low. And maybe it also is a painting, they don't have enough space or your painting is too large. They're only taking small works or they have a theme and you don't fit in with the theme. There's lots of reasons why it's a no. So you you can, um, you know, you, have to, you can learn from that as well. The other thing is if you get a yes, and this is a strategy I've used, if a painting gets into an open call, into an exhibition, and it goes on exhibition and it doesn't sell and you get it back after that process, that's a great painting to hold on to and enter into other open calls once it's free, once it's back in your possession because somebody's already said yes to it. So there's something about that painting at that moment that is just resonating with people. So that's when I would maybe keep back and not put on sale and keep for other open calls. So ultimately, you're working on your work. You're trying to get as good as you can. And you have to believe in your work. You have to believe it's coming from inside you. It's coming from your soul. And don't get despondent. Keep going. Pick yourself up. You got knocked down in the battle of open calls. That means that you're a warrior. That means you're in the fight. And to quote Hamilton, you're young, scrappy and hungry. You're going for it. You're in the game. And each time you get a no, you're closer to your next yes. 
So that was also something I used to say to myself, certainly the beginning when there were so many no's. I, and I used to track the numbers. I used to track maybe I'm going to get 12 no's or 10 no's and then I got a yes. And every time I got a no, I would just say I'm one step close to my next yes. And I think ultimately the risk of rejection is worth the open calls. It's a badge of your courage, of your bravery. And remember, you are a warrior artist. Every time you enter an open call, you are a warrior artist. I would love to hear if you have any interesting stories about rejection or open calls that you got into or didn't get into or any interesting letters you got or emails you got back. I hope you found this um, episode useful. And I would love any comments or feedback. And if you had a few moments, I would really be grateful if you could rate or review this episode as it helps others find me. My name again is Aideen Glynn, and you can see what I'm up to on Instagram at Aideen, E-A-D-A-O-I-N underscore Glynn, G-L-Y-N-N, and on my website, AideenGlynn.com. And there will be show, show notes with all these points available as well. Have a great week. Thanks for listening.